whistleblower report exposing lies deceptions and all that has assaulted our way of life we must take back our freedom and live as god designed in a free america that honors our constitution and our creator our experts in medicine, ministry, law, military, environment, and education empower us to grow together as a nation. For such a time as this, the Whistleblower Report offers truth and solutions. Welcome to the Whistleblower Report, Faith Report today. This is Dr. Lee for America from Truth for Health Foundation. And our report today on the Faith Report, we will have a Christian minister joining us for the second half. But on this momentous day, April 4th, 2023, is the 55th anniversary of Dr. Martin Luther King's assassination in Memphis, Tennessee, that shook America. Dr. Martin Luther King was standing for peaceful resistance to tyranny and oppression and called for unity of the American people, black and white, all ethnic groups, all people of faith or no faith coming together as Americans. He was a visionary leader. He was a man of deep faith. And his speech, I Have a Dream, remains one of the most powerful and inspiring speeches that I remember from my life. And on this day, which is also a day that has a sadness for America in 2023, we are facing the day in which a former United States president, Donald J. Trump, is being told to report to Manhattan, to federal court for arraignment and arrest on charges that should never be seeing an indictment. And it is a political attack now, as we saw 55 years ago with the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King. And I want to remember Dr. King for all that he stood for and all of the heroic efforts he made to show Americans the peaceful way to stand against tyranny and his leadership and faith. At that time, one of America's iconic musicians, who was personally deeply affected by Dr. King's death, recorded a song that mirrored the words of Dr. King's speech, I Have a Dream, and the song, If I Can Dream, was made famous by Elvis Presley, recorded in June 
1968, two months after Dr. King's tragic death and only a short time after the added tragedy in June of 1968 with the assassination of Bobby Kennedy, who was the attorney general under his brother, President John F. Kennedy, also assassinated in the 1960s in 1963. I remember all of these very, very well. They affected me deeply as a young person in this country. And the death of Bobby King coming so soon after Dr. Martin Luther King affected Elvis Presley deeply. He was also a man of deep Christian faith raised in the Pentecostal church. And much of his early music centered around hymns and gospel music in his deep connection with his creator. When he recorded this song, If I Can Dream, in June of 1968, it was what led him to really reflect on all that was going on. He and his band had a special plan that was supposed to have taken a different focus. But because of these two assassinations that affected Elvis Presley so deeply, he had an all-night conversation with his manager, Steve Binder at the time, who was directing the special for Elvis's comeback in 1968. The conversation between them was heartfelt, and Elvis let his feelings be expressed deeply during that discussion, describing the world as he hoped it would be or could be. And that very close-knit and heartfelt discussion led Steve Binder to change the direction regarding the ending of that special that was supposed to have been aired in December with a Christmas theme and a Christmas song at the end. But that conversation with Elvis regarding the hardships facing the country inspired Binder to ask songwriter Walter Brown to take the words from their conversation and see if he could come up with a song that reflected these deeply troubling events and discussions that had grown out of that overnight exploration of the things that were bothering Elvis at the time. And that led to the song that I'm going to play for you today, uh, If I Can Dream. And then we'll talk more about that after you've heard it. So listen now to If I Can Dream by Elvis Presley, recorded in June, 1968. There must be lights burning brighter somewhere Got to be birds flying higher In a sky more blue If I can dream of a better land Where all my brothers walk hand in hand 
Understanding sometimes strong when the promise that will blow away all the doubt and fear. If I can dream of a warmer sun where hope keeps shining, oh, it will be one. Tell me why, oh, why, oh, why won't that sun? reflect again on all that was going on at this time. This was a time when tensions in the United States were at an all-time high. And as you experienced in listening to Elvis Presley's recording, the vocals on this track are gritty and powerful and emotion-filled in a way that was very different and only Elvis could achieve that depth of emotion. That, that emotion that you heard in that song with each note came from a place of very real feeling, I absolutely believe. Most musicians who are passionate about their work can certainly have intense feeling when they're recording a song. But this song has always struck me as having something much more and much deeper. The inspiration came from something Elvis felt very personally. And most of the United States was feeling at that time because I lived through it. I remember it. We were all deeply affected by the assassination of President John F. Kennedy in 1963. And only 
five years later, that horrific death of an inspirational leader, Dr. Martin Luther King, and only a few weeks after that, the inspiration of yet another Kennedy, Bobby Kennedy. It was, it was a terrible time. During the civil rights movement, the United States was experiencing a major shift in a positive direction, but things changed drastically on that April 4th in 1968. And, and as I said, I remember it, and I'm looking to April 4th, 2023, as a time when we're facing another cataclysmic attack on our country, on the rule of law, on unity, with a political attack of a former U.S. president and a declared candidate for the 2024 election. America, this is not who we are. We don't go after a political attack on our candidates like this and try to arrest and indict them. That's a banana republic. That's Venezuela. That's not the United States of America. So just as in 1968, on this April 4th, America was shook, shaken to the core. And it also set one of the most popular singers of the time and certainly as an enduring popularity as his music resonates with new people today who never heard him when he was alive set Elvis down a path of deep thought regarding the state of the country. It should make all of us think about where we are as a country. I have watched videos of that time and I've read the biography of those who were present at the time this recording took place for If I Can Dream. And it's clear that those present were deeply affected by the power and the emotion in Elvis's version of this song. There were tears rolling down the cheeks of the backup singers during the recording session. And many said later, that Elvis had never sung with so much emotion before. He means every word, they said. And let's go back and look at what some of the lyrics say, because I think it's important for us to reflect on this now with all we're facing in the turmoil, the fear, the weapon of fear that's been unleashed on us over the last several years, particularly since January 2020 with the COVID pandemic. But here are the lyrics to If I Can Dream that I'd like all of you to focus on as we go into Holy Week. Remember that God is the one we trust. And the message of Easter is that Jesus came to save us sinners and to redeem us. And his resurrection is our hope for overcoming the forces of evil. Here are the lyrics again. 
There must be lights burning brighter somewhere. Got to be birds flying higher in a sky more blue. If I can dream of a better land where all my brothers walk hand in hand, tell me why, oh why, oh why can't my dream come true? There must be peace and understanding sometime. Strong wind of promise that will blow away the doubt and fear. If I can dream of a warmer sun where hope keeps shining on everyone, tell me why, oh why, oh why won't that sun appear? We are lost in a cloud with too much rain. We're trapped in a world that's troubled with pain. But as long as man has the strength to dream, he can redeem his soul and fly. Deep in my heart, there's a trembling question. Still, I'm sure that the answer's Answer is going to come somehow. Out in the dark, there's a beckoning candle. Yeah. And while I can think, while I can talk, while I can stand, while I can walk, while I can dream, oh, please let my dream come true right now. Let it come true right now. America, that's actually a prayer for all of us that we turn back to God. It is God who answers our prayers, who fulfills our dreams, who brings us peace. Peace instead of fear, faith and hope instead of terror. The weapon of fear that has been launched against you is something you can choose to turn away from and turn back to God. During this Holy Week, I really encourage all of you to focus on that. Focus on where are you in your spiritual walk. Take time away from the TV, from the video games, from the stress of this world. Take time away to be still and listen. Take time away to focus on what are your unique gifts that you can share with those around you, that you can help. Be the change toward a positive message. Fulfill your dream for peace with the actions you choose to take. Right now, today, make that your commitment during this Passover week for Jews and the Holy Week for Christians. That's really the message that Jesus brought us that there is hope. And the Easter message of resurrection and overcoming evil is what we need to focus on for our country now. 
You know, Jesus confronted evil in the temple when he came into Jerusalem, fulfilling the biblical prophecies, coming in peace, riding on a donkey, and bringing the message that we could overcome evil. He faced his accusers and he cleansed the temple of the evil that was pervading the temple at the time with those selling animals for the sacrifices that were part of the Jewish tradition at the time were overcharging people, taking advantage of people from other areas coming to Jerusalem. And the money changers who had to convert currencies from people from different parts of the then known world coming into Jerusalem to use the temple coins for their offerings. And the money changers were taking advantage of them, inflating the exchange rates. Jesus confronted all of that and stood against his accusers and underwent the horrific trials of the crucifixion. Just horrific. And yet, the message is that God, through Jesus Christ, overcame evil in the triumph of the resurrection on Easter Sunday. And that all is part of the hopeful message of Dr. Martin Luther King's speech, If I Have a Dream, and Elvis Presley's song, If I Can Dream, that we all have the God-given creative mind to transform our mind and to dream those impossible dreams, things that seem impossible right now, all things are possible through God and Christ strengthens all of us to fulfill his calling. We just have to be willing to listen. And one of the Pharisees that is mentioned several times in the Bible is Nicodemus. He wanted to examine Jesus for himself to separate fact from rumor, although his first visit to Jesus was at night rather than being seen going to Jesus during the daytime and facing criticism. When Nicodemus understood that Jesus was truly the Messiah, he changed. He was a Pharisee who changed and spoke up boldly in Jesus' defense. So like Nicodemus, each of us today must examine Jesus' life and teachings for ourselves. Others cannot do it for us. No one has improved on Jesus' teaching in 2,000 years, and no one has lived out his teachings better than he did. No one has predicted his or her death and resurrection as he did. If we believe Jesus is who he says he is, we will want to follow him and speak up for him. And for each of you thinking, well, I've, I've made so many mistakes, I've sinned a lot, I don't see how Jesus could possibly love me. 
Remember, God specializes in finding and changing people that we consider out of reach. And look at some of our flawed men who are leading us back to God now. It took a while for Nicodemus to come out of the dark, but God was patient with his undercover believer. Daylight conversations between Jesus and the Pharisees tended to be antagonistic, as the Bible describes. But Nicodemus really wanted to learn. And so ask yourself, am I willing to learn? Am I willing to ask questions? Am I willing to seek the truth through God's word? We really don't know a whole lot about Nicodemus, but he's a good example for all of us to consider. We know that he left the evening encounter with Jesus, a changed man. He came away with a new understanding of God and himself. And then he appears again as part of the Jewish high council described in John chapter 7, verse 50, when the group was discussing ways to eliminate Jesus, Nicodemus raised the question of justice. Although his objection was overruled, he had done as he was called to do and had spoken up in Jesus' defense. He had begun to make his faith public just as you are called to do now. And hopefully during Holy Week, you will reflect on that. Our last picture of Nicodemus shows him joining Joseph of Arimathea, asking for Jesus' body in order to provide for his proper burial. And you can read that in John chapter 19. Nicodemus realized what he was risking. He was making a bold move. He was continuing to grow. Will you make a bold move in faith and stand for the truth of all that this Holy Week means for Christians and Jews? Will you continue to grow spiritually in good times and bad? And that's the focus for you in your communication with God now. We'll be right back after the break. This is Dr. Lee for America with Truth for Health, the rest of the story. Check out our website, www.truthforhealth.org, and we will be right back. We are fighting the ultimate fight between good and evil. AmericaOutloud.com replaces groupthink with innovative things. Well, it was Walt Whitman, the poet, who said, Keep your face always toward the sunshine, and shadows will fall behind you. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The liberty and justice for all. The Wellness Company shares your values and fights for medical freedom. They put patients before profits and follow medical science, not political science like doctors on the left. Their chief medical board, which includes Dr. Peter McCullough, are the makers of the incredible American-made high-quality spike formula. If you worry about spike proteins, go to TWC.health and use promo code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount. Once again, that's TWC.health, 
promo code OUTLOUD. If you're like me, you'd like life to return to some kind of normal. You're burned out on all the fear-mongering, but deep down you try and minimize viral exposure and your risk of getting sick. You've heard it talked about time and again by respected medical professionals. Use a pulvinone iodine nasal solution. I don't need to tell you just how powerful a nasal cleansing formula with xylitol, pulvinone iodine, and vitamin D3 for immune support could be. In fact, my attorney told me not to tell you. Google it and find out for yourself. Now, get yourself a bottle of American-made Cofix RX nasal solution. Let's get out and live again. CofixRx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com. Use coupon code OUTLOUD and get 20% off. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. This message is from the Truth for Health Foundation. Hi, I'm Dr. Sam Sigloff, a family medicine physician and a major in the U.S. Army. The following are only my opinions. Service members are being coerced to participate in medical experimentation, with over 7,500 service members being discharged for refusing to participate. Many of them have lost their retirement and medical benefits. There are allegations that the DOD is committing medical fraud violating the Religious Freedom Restoration Act and violating the constitutional rights of service members. Strong men and women stand ready to defend so that you can sleep peacefully through the night. Now we must stand watch over the military so they can sleep peacefully through the night. Please get involved to help protect the military. This message brought to you by the Truth For Health Foundation. For more information, please visit truthforhealth.org. That is truthforhealth.org. Truth, the word for, health.org. Welcome to the second half of the Faith Report from the Whistleblower Report series from Truth for Health Foundation. And after all that we discussed in the first half, joining me as my guest for the second half is Christian minister and political journalist commenting on world events from a Christian perspective, Bill Wilson author of The Daily Jot, which is available at his website and at truthforhealth.org, and also a Christian minister, founder of Living Springs Church in Frederick, Maryland, and the founder of a ministry that has been serving food for African children for many years. I can't think of a better person to join me in talking about how the tumultuous turmoil of the 1960s that we discussed in the first half of the show are so relevant for today's events. And Bill made the point that yesterday's protesters are today's puppeteers in the shadows behind what's unfolding in the Biden administration. And that leads into a concern I have, and both Pastor Wilson and I will be talking about it in more depth, and that is the spiritual warfare 
that is going on in this Holy Week 2023, when for the first time in United States history, a country founded on Judeo-Christian principles, we are moving into the Jewish Passover week and the Christian Holy Week with the Biden administration using federal dollars to fund the New York prosecutor who has indicted and bringing to arraignment and arrest a former U.S. president in an unprecedented attack on our rule of law and our principles of innocence until proven guilty and ways in which a Christian president who openly prayed with the American people is being arrested in the same week in 2023 that parallels Jesus' arrest in his day, that parallels the arrest that the Pharisees did of Jesus and putting him on trial before Pontius Pilate in his day. Now, there are those who say this wasn't planned. It's just coincidental. Coincidental. Well, both Pastor Wilson and I had thoughts about that. But let me say, we have been facing spiritual warfare, a battle between the forces of good and evil for the soul of America and attacking Christian and Judeo-Christian principles at every level in all of our institutions on steroids for the last three years. It's been going on a lot longer, but it has ramped up with an intensity that is truly chilling. And we've seen it on all fronts. Pastor Wilson, thank you so much for joining us today. And this is a time for us to talk about the enormity of what's unfolding in our country today as it relates to biblical prophecy and biblical principles talking about the battle between the forces of good and evil. Thank you for being here. Appreciate uh, the opportunity to talk about these things. It's very important that we recognize uh, not only the, the physical part of what's happening to us as a country and, uh, and also the, uh, the spiritual part of it. I don't think that we uh, um, you know, focus on that very often and think about it. But, you know, like the Apostle Paul wrote in Ephesians 6, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And this is uh, true today as it was 2,000 years ago when, as you say, they, uh, they, they brought Jesus forward and could find no, uh, uh, no you know, sin in him, but crucified him anyway. And in, in Satan's perspective, uh, he thought he was finally getting the, uh, the redeemer of the world uh, you know, killed, ended. 
and and he would have a, a victory over over God, and it wasn't the case. Uh, but the same spiritual uh, demons, if you will, are the same principalities. They're at work even today, and I think even on a a uh, a faster, more accelerated pace than we've ever seen before, because it seems like we're hurling into those. Uh, end times that the prophets talked about. And so during this spiritual week, it's the highest holy week that we can have of, of uh, where uh, we celebrate uh, Christ's death and resurrection and, and his redemption of, uh, of sin that we might uh, believe in him and have everlasting life. Uh, we still see these evil forces at work. And I, I don't think it's a coincidence. I think it's spiritual. Well, I agree with you. I felt it very strongly when, when it was announced on March 30th that the New York prosecutor had succeeded in indicting President Trump. <clears throat> and they were talking about Tuesday, April 4th, as the day that he would be brought to New York and arraigned and arrested, I just had chills of a realization of the powerful spiritual connection. That was the day 55 years ago, as I said in the first half, when Dr. Martin Luther King was assassinated. I don't think it's any coincidence that those who are trying to undermine America and convert a Judeo-Christian nation to a Marxist totalitarian state, I don't think it's a coincidence that they picked that day knowing that was the anniversary of the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King, who was a man of deep faith and who was calling for unity to bring America together at a time of chaos and turmoil. And I see this happening on April 4th, 2023, as a cataclysmic battle between the forces of good and evil spiritually, as well as the forces of evil politically that want to bring down this great country as a Christian nation. Uh, no question. I think that uh, these uh, spiritual forces uh, understand the condition of our nation. They understand that uh, uh, people are uh, riddled by a couple of years of fear and fear mongering. Uh, people believe at this point that there's nothing that they can do. Uh, they uh, are, are looking for answers and they probably don't even know the questions. And so we, we have this time right now where uh, uh, this evil seems to be advancing without any kind of opposition. And, uh, you know, I, like, I, like I agree with you, I don't believe that it's, uh, it's coincidence. Um, these are, are markers in the spiritual realm, if you will, that, that say, hey, 
yeah, we can do this on this day and we can show them once again who's in charge here. Uh, and uh, and they're not going to do anything about it. They can't they can't do anything about it. So, you know, what what is our remedy and what is going to be shown from all of this? I believe that that, uh, you know, the words in, in Romans about uh, that, uh, you know, uh, God makes all things uh you know to the good for those who love him uh is uh is true and so out of this uh for those of us who love god uh something good will come of it uh but that doesn't necessarily mean that the rest of the nation will see the same thing i i'm uh i'm wondering about all of that well so am i and and many of our Christian churches are failing America to bring the biblical principles into today's events. They tend to be, the majority seem to be more focused on a politically correct narrative. And that's why I wanted us to have this discussion on this day that is the anniversary of such a momentous event. I mean, it was, it was truly, if we look at the fact that President John F. Kennedy had already announced that he had plans to get us out of Vietnam, to hold the CIA accountable for some of their misdeeds, and had plans to pursue dismantling what was the deep state in his day. And Bobby Kennedy was his attorney general with a similar goal. And Dr. Martin Luther King, who was working, showing the American people at the time, the power of peaceful civil disobedience and peaceful resistance to tyranny and oppression, that all three of them were brutally assassinated. And of course, Dr. King in on April 4th, and then just a little over a, a few weeks later, Attorney General Bobby King was uh, Bobby Kennedy was assassinated. And that came kind of a one-two punch that was sent that sent America reeling at that time. And, and I see the fact that this making President Trump a target on the anniversary of Dr. King's assassination and during Holy Week this year is just so cataclysmically spiritual in the ramifications of it that I felt we had to discuss it. And I wish more churches were addressing these connections. Yeah, I think that uh, the churches are at fault uh, for a lot of this. And we've seen that, uh, um, you know, Christianity in the United States has gone in, in like uh, 10 years from what was it, eighty-seven uh, uh, percent people, uh, you know, believing they're Christians, down to uh, something below fifty percent. Uh, it 
to me, it's, it's, uh, you know, an incredible indictment of the church, if you will. If we're not going to stand for what Christ stood for, um, and we're going to pervert or twist uh, the words of Scripture to fit an agenda that isn't in the Scripture, that isn't holy, it isn't part of what God uh, has planned for any of us, uh, we're going to see this. And, and you know, we've seen that how that happened in the scriptures for uh, the Jewish community over the years of judgment that came on and, and uh, you know, because they, they abandoned the precepts of God. And here we've got certain people in the United States that not only abandoned the precepts of God, they're working against it. And they're celebrating those who are working against it. They're celebrating uh, the perversion of society. And they um, are not uh, paying any attention to uh, what is happening to us as a people. And I have to look at the church. You know, judgment starts in the house of the Lord. And uh, when when we look at the church, we say, wait a minute. Uh we're going to do uh, emotional, extra biblical, self-indulgent teachings from the pulpit, and we're not going to to focus in on the the moral properties of uh, of uh, Jesus Christ, uh, and and you know make our people understand that they, as salt and light to the rest of the world, there's a responsibility to what they say uh, they are as Christians uh, and, and accept and tolerate these things that are abominations in the Bible. This is how spiritual warfare advances uh, the evil side. And so, you know, pastors from the pulpit need to re-examine who they are and have some introspect on what they're teaching and what is happening in the spiritual world uh, as a result of not standing up against these things. No, I think you're exactly right. I, I, I actually have found it just appalling and shocking that we actually have churches that have been celebrating transvestite drag queen shows in the church with entertainment for children. The assault on the family, the assault on male and female, which the Bible clearly says in Genesis 1.27, God designed male and female. The Bible does not say God designed a dozen different, quote, genders, end quote. Male and female. And that is our biology. That is God's design. And that is biblically scripturally what the churches should be teaching in my opinion and the fact that the churches are going down this descent into depravity which is what we're seeing today i keep coming back to my my point i've said over and over for at least the last 10 to 20 years America is descending into a depravity that makes Sodom and Gomorrah look tame by comparison. 
We look at our even our Super Bowl half uh, halftime shows are are so debauched in many ways with the blatant sexuality and grotesque um, caricature of normal, healthy human sexuality as God designed it, that it, it's become grotesque. And I, I can't even, I, I, I've had to just turn it off. It's revolting. Yeah, I, I don't understand how people... Uh, can pass that off or try to pass that off as family entertainment. And I don't understand the entertainers who would want to uh, be uh, uh, would, uh, be recognized or acknowledged as ha- as representatives of that kind of entertainment. Uh, you know, but there again, have we not ab- uh, abdicated the uh, the position of of what is righteous and just? in our society from the pulpit. And when churches start embracing uh, homosexuality or transgenderism or uh, you know, the, the many uh, things that, that they are uh, doing here, um, we have a, a decay in society. And, and think about the attack on society. You know, the attack on society is the attack on the family, which is the the God ordained unit, the foundational building block of society. And so, when you have schools saying that they can they can uh, uh, raise your children better than you can, and when you have parents saying, "Oh, I got to work two jobs, so I'm going to let the schools babysit my kids all day," and and things like that, and nobody from the uh, uh, you know, from the pulpit standing up and saying, no, wait a minute, there's a better way. You can do this uh, and succeed. Uh, we see this degradation going on and it snowballs into something else and, and so forth. And, and I think that is what allows these uh, spiritual principalities to advance at such a rate uh, that we see what we're seeing this week, you know, on on the anniversary of of uh, King's assassination, on the anniversary of uh, them murdering the uh, the savior of the world. I mean, <laughs> you, you you see all these things starting to occur, and you're sitting there saying, "Wait a minute, uh, do we not have any control over any of this?" Yeah. We have our choices that we make. Well, that's exactly right. And I come back to my point that each of us needs to examine our personal relationship with the Lord and turn back to faith. God does not give us a spirit of fear. He gives us a spirit of a sound mind, peace and love. And it is our choice to focus on that. And, you know, much as we see in the gospel music and the song we shared today, inspired by Elvis Presley's deep faith and his desire to express his connection with his creator in his music. He always talked about the fact that his gospel music and singing hymns was the music that really gave him the deepest pleasure. And you can hear that in listening to his music. And I think my point would be to all listeners, 
You don't have to be an ordained minister to have an important place in the body of believers and calling people to turn back to faith, calling people to worship. We can, no matter who we are, builders, artists, musicians, choir members, worship leaders, physicians, nurses, lawyers, even politicians. I mean, look at the example, like him or, or hate him, look at the example President Trump gave. He humbled himself and allowed himself to bow his head in public and pray and have pastors laying hands on him as president, praying for this country. That's what First Chronicles, sorry, Second Chronicles 7.14 calls us all to do. And Bill, you may want to quote that scripture. But all of us have contributions to make to God. And each of you listening, God has given you unique talents to do that. Don't give in to the fear. God wants us to grow spiritually. He isn't looking for us to be perfect. He uses flawed people. So your closing words, Pastor Wilson, as we bring this message, I hope will be encouraging to people for Holy Week. I guess my closing remark would be related to what I opened with on the idea that there were principalities uh, out there and powers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in the world. What is our response to that? The Apostle Paul writes, writes in the very next verse in, in Ephesians chapter 6, he says, and he's talking to each of us, right? Wherefore, take onto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand means to gird yourself and, and uh, put your armor of protection on, which is prayer and your faith and stand wherever you're at, you take the stand. I mean, for me, I'm just a guy. And so, you know, when I'm at the uh, gas station, I'm talking to people that are filling it up. I, I make a remark and see if I can get a response. I'm not out there saying, oh, you need Jesus. I'm out there showing them what, what you can do to stand up in this day and age. And, you know, that's just a little thing. You can make a difference. And so don't be afraid to make that difference. You know, having done all, stand. That's my message. Beautifully said. And I would add, stand and speak. Mm -hmm. Silence in the face of evil is itself evil, as Dietrich Bonhoeffer, Lutheran minister, said at the time of Nazi Germany, when he stood against the evil of the Nazi Holocaust unfolding. God will not hold us guiltless if we failed to speak out against evil. And so as we go into this week, remember, Jesus cleansed the temple of the money changers and the evil taking advantage of the people, the money changers, and those selling animals for sacrifice at high exorbitant prices. Jesus showed the way in 
all that he did, and that is who we encourage people to seek now. Thank you so much, Pastor Wilson, for your courageous ministry and bringing biblical prophecy, biblical clarity to today's events. I'm grateful to have you on our program. Well, thank you for having me, and, and God bless you and your work and the work of your hands. Tune in every day, Monday through Friday, on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network, 12 noon Eastern and 12 midnight Eastern time, and share our messages with your friends and network. Sign up for our email alerts and our programs at www.truthforhealth.org and join us every Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. for our virtual community seeking faith over fear and bringing you topics across all areas that affect us today from medicine, ministry, law, the environment, and ways that you can develop your health and resiliency for all that we face in the chaos. Our message is control the controllables and be prepared. Be prepared and strengthened to stand against tyranny, to reclaim your freedom, and to stand for God's truth and medical truth as our founders envisioned for this constitutional republic one nation under God with liberty and justice for all of its people. God bless you for joining us. We look forward to seeing you back again tomorrow for the next Whistleblower Report from Truth for Health Foundation.